This week we have a special guest with us. He flew in all the way from Iowa just Iowa. to be on this podcast. That's the only reason he's here, Blake. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we have our friend Eric here. Um, and Eric, tell us what you do. Uh, I work in the cellular industry, so uh, I get to work with a whole bunch of different small business owners that sell cellular phones to people and keep people connected. Obviously, having you here, having an insight to the cell phone industry, we're going to talk some cell phone stuff um, as it relates to us today as Christians and just as people in general. But we hear a lot in the church world. We talk all the time about how cell phones can be so negative. What I don't want to do is just be negative this week. We, we want to definitely pull your insight in and find out how you have seen that they can be really positive. Right. Because I pulled some stats and like it's really easy to find negative. Oh, it's so oh, negative. negative. <laughs> there was a lot of negative information out there. Yeah. So let me give you a little quiz, Eric, see if you know these. Over the last year with COVID, um, our screen time increased. Ooh. Uh, can you can you guess year over year how much our string, screen time increased? I would say probably 80%. The number that I found was 60. Oh. 60% increase 60% in screen time. 60 increase on yeah. screen time. Um, how, much of the, how much of that do you think is actually work or school related, though? Oh, 20%. Okay. Very little, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're on. The, so <laughs> yeah, you, you most, know most of it's most of it's yeah, yeah. So recreational. It's all recreational. Yeah, so thirteen percent on average of our um, screen time increase was work or school related. That means that our response to doing more work online in front of a screen <laughs> it is doesn't to spend compute. more time on a screen, screen. Yeah. for fun, right? Now the thing with that though is that it's not that's not necessarily meaning that oh well we're just going to sit in front of a screen. There, a lot of that, when you take work and school out, you're not taking out family events. You're not taking out free right. stuff. exactly. We did small group stuff via Zoom. We did church via Zoom. Yeah. I mean, of, our old church for six months was on Zoom. Yeah. So that that's an inflated number um, as far as saying that it's necessarily a negative increase. As a parent, it's it's hard. Jen and I talk about it a lot. Um, it's really easy for us to just give give the tablet to Aria and say, "Here, watch watch right. Flippy or watch, you know, whatever video." And we we don't let her watch YouTube anymore. We did for a while, and we noticed that it affected her attitude. But mm. um, she watches educational stuff, and she can tell she's the only two and a half year old girl that I know that talks about excavators. <laughs> <laughs> and she can tell you all about excavators. It it can be a good thing, but it's really easy for us to just say, "Hey." You're, yeah. yeah, I mean, as an empty nesters, I mean, Stephanie and I, we find ourselves sitting in front of the TV or in front of our phones for hours upon hours. And we're like, so we put ourselves to a challenge. For the month of July, we're doing two hours of screen time every day is all we're giving. That include work? Well, that's that's a job. You have to do that. Right. We're talking from the time you get home <laughs> to the time you go to bed, two hours every night for every day of July. We're going to see if we can do that. That's our challenge. Gotcha. Because we always find ourselves numbing out and just searching mindlessly on whatever and right or watching whatever so yeah so we've talked about the last 10 weeks well i guess the last eight weeks uh we've we've talked about people and we're just taking a little break from that we're going to talk about something different with eric while he's here but this is something that i don't i don't think paul saw coming right I don't could think, he have yeah. envisioned us the, carrying around a computer in our pocket i don't think he envisioned us carrying around the torah in our pocket right <laughs> so, big change right um, yeah. So what's what's probably what do you think the biggest difference in a cell phone era today is? So yeah. So the six ways that, that we're changing based on screen time is one, we're becoming what we behold. Two, we're ignoring finiteness. Three, we're multitasking what we should be unitasking. Four, we are forgetting the joy of embodiment. Five, we are losing interest in the gathered church. 
And six, we are growing careless with our words. So as we go through this, we're going to break down each one of those. Gotcha. And so when you're looking at becoming what you behold, there's a scripture, Psalms 115, 4 to 8, and it talks about the idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths but do not speak, eyes and do not see. They have ears but do not hear, noses but do not smell. They have hands but do not feel, feet but do not walk, and they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them, so do all who trust in them. So on, on that alone, I mean, when you just hear Psalms being written, I mean, you, you, we began to worship an idol more than we began to worship Christ. And it sounds like that was written about a cell phone. It sounds like it. That, when I read that verse, I was like, oh my gosh, dude, that is, that's a cell phone. What do, what you, do you think? Oh, I think, you know. Being, you got to just chime in. Man. Yeah. Being, being a Christian and being in the cell phone industry for the last 15 years, mm. uh, you know, I, I see all the good that comes from cell phones because there is a lot of good. Definitely. But I also see the downfall a lot of, of a lot of my brothers, uh, a lot of family, and just people in general. Mm-hmm. not paying attention to what's going on around them right. and paying attention to the cell phone inside. Right. There's a term for that, fubbing. Fubbing? Fubbing. fubbing. fubbing means paying more attention to your phone than the person next to you. Hmm. Ouch. Ah, that's hurtful. Yeah. 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 Well, And that's, Jen and I, I mean, we don't get to go out nearly as much as we used to, but we used to sit and watch people, and you could say, they've been together for this long or, <laughs> or they're new. This is a first date. Like, cause you can tell awkwardness, but you can also tell by how engaged people are with each other as, as opposed to the phone. Right. So there were a couple of other <laughs> verses, uh, Romans one, 18 to 27. These are references. You guys can read them on your own. Um, Colossians three I'll read that one cause it's short and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So, I mean, once again, we are we're, we're we're going out there and grabbing this image of something else, right? right? So we're using it to become beholding what we we want, what we what we behold. We are becoming right. what we behold, and so it's like instead of grabbing God, we're grabbing a phone, right? Or we're grabbing a tablet, or we're grabbing the TV, or you know, it could be. I mean, the changes are from multiple different devices. I don't right. want to just hit on phones because. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, you have this technology available to you, and what you want to do is you just have to make sure that you're using it for the right reasons. Right. Because it's just as easy. I mean, we can easily sit here and say, you know, it's one out of every four Google searches are for of a sexual nature. But realistically, you still have just the, you, you have the same amount of capability to do good. You do. You know. Right. We're all walking around with an instantaneous Bible in whatever language you want. Right. You know, we had a, a men's meeting and I had a guy that didn't speak great English. So we were talking, and he like I looked at him and could tell that he was kind of lost. And so I pulled out the Bible app, and I'm like, all right, put it in Spanish. Here you go. And yeah. he was like, oh, gracias. Yeah. Thank I'm you. Like, <laughs> I'm like, sorry. That's the best I can do because I don't – hola. But, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's – so we have, the, we have the opportunity that we can do good with it. Right. It's, it's not necessarily a negative thing. It's like the jewelry that the Israelites had. The jewelry itself is not necessarily a bad thing. It's when you put your mind to telling Aaron, make me an idol out of this. Mm-hmm. When you use Google to get whatever is negative. Whatever that image of you know, an idol is for you. Yeah, the cell phone isn't inherently evil, or the no. tablet or the TV or whatever it's, internet connection that you've got. It's us it's, it's, that we need to refine. Right. It's what's in us. 
it's ultimately on us. We have to we have to make sure that we set up gates and boundaries and whatever else that it requires to to keep us wholesome. Well, all throughout the Bible, there's there's tons of examples of people, you know, using an industry or something for good and for bad. If you think about construction, you know, people built the Tower of Babel. Right. Not great. Right. 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 Also, they built Solomon's Temple. It's a pretty good thing. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's what we do with it. Yeah. Right. We are ignoring finiteness. Um, as humans, we are limited and only can handle so much stuff. Right. You know, so our brains try to process. Right. right. And so we are not that computer in our hand for one thing. Right. And so we try to handle all of that kind of stuff, but we are not made to handle right. the information right. that's coming into us. Yeah. We get stressed out. Yeah. You get, you get to the point that you get an information overload and you just, you can't function. And I think that's the theory would be that because we have this access to an abundance of information that we're just going to continuously grow. But you get into this paradox where we've got so much information, we can't really process it. So it's just, it's wasted. Yeah. We're better off having an encyclopedia that you, you have a doctor that specializes in one thing and that's what you send. If you have an unknown ailment, that's who you go to or, if right. you, you know, and that, that's why I think you have sp- like specialized medicine because you get a cancer doctor or brain um, surgeon, urologist, right? A cancer doctor, a urologist, a neurologist. So I mean, but that's the thing is you get these doctors that are specialized in one unique thing, and that's mm-hmm. that's all they do. You know, you yeah. have surgeons that all they do is surgery, and they only do specific surgeries, and, and they become really good at it. Right? It's <laughs> you know, I Seinfeld fan, right? Yeah. The whole the old episode with Kramer that says, "I want to go to a, a vet. I'll, I trust a vet over a doctor anytime because he can see a chicken, a pig, a fish, anything." Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have seen that one. Yeah. So, yeah. like in theory, yes. But no, not really, because you go to the, your primary physician. Like, I love my primary care doctor. Right. right? Uh, close friends, call him by name. I text him if I need something. But realistically, when we talk about something, a lot of times he says, I'll have to look into that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to have to look this up because I'm not specialized. I don't know. I'm not specialized <laughs> in whatever. If you have a, something that's off, he's not going to know about it. So he's got to look it up because he is a really generalized doctor. It's it's hard, I think, trying to put all of that information and us being able to live in a, in a situation where we have all this access, so we should know everything. Mm-hmm. So number three, we are multitasking what we should be unitasking. So we're learning how to we we break down of doing so much more, and the the phones and the tablets and the computers just give us that that thought process that we can. We can multitask everything right. in the world. I mean, juggling a baby, uh, feeding another baby, um, you know, walking the dog. You can do it all at one time, and you really can't. Right. So you really need to break it down. Kind of like what you were saying with the doctor. You break that down to unitasking. You are focused on one thing and right. one thing only at the time. Right. Be really because, good at whatever you're doing right now. So if you're intentionally looking at this all the time and not paying attention to your spouse, then your your spouse is going to get jealous. Exactly. <laughs> right? You right. can't multitask that. Yeah. I can count numerous times that... Jen's been talking to me, and I'm sorry. What? Stop looking at yourself. <laughs> right. I know. So, so number four, we are forgetting the joy of embodiment. So, being embodied with other people, like relational uh, relationship building. You know, that's one thing. By holding your phone, you know, you don't have those communication lines with people. You're not physically having a conversation face to face. You're having a uh, an abbreviated conversation via text. Right. right? So. 
Second uh, John 12 says, though I have much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk to you face to face so that the so that our joy may be complete. Let's go meet face to face so that we can have these conversations and I can have the joy of of being involved in your life. That's embodiment. You know, once a once a year um, and because of covid last year, you know, this was a, a skipped year. Um, but we like to get together. I have seven siblings and, uh, we like to get together face to face, right? you know, because we stay in touch over Facebook. We stay in touch over, you know, other texting each other and all that, but you know, nothing, nothing replaces that face to face meeting. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we all, when we get together, it's just like no day has passed. That's awesome. It's, it's, it's phenomenal, but we noticed something this time. And the cousins don't have that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're they're in that social media, looking at the internet, doing you know, doing all that. Um, and so when they came, when they come together, it took a lot longer for them to start playing together and okay. socializing and mixing again because they're not, you know, I, I they think are it has the digital a lot, age yeah, kid. I think it has a lot <laughs> yeah. to do with, you know, shoot. I talked to this. I talked to so and so on Instagram, but it's a lot different talking to her in person. Yeah. You know, right. I don't have the courage to do that. <laughs> it's so much easier. Well, so, and they talk about this in Hebrews. Yeah. Hebrews ten twenty five. let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that they are returning strong near. He didn't foresee that we weren't, that we were going to say, I'm not going to go to church this week because I can just watch from the couch and, right. you know, my pajamas are comfortable and it's 112 degrees and I have air conditioning and, they didn't see that, you know, right? It's the thing, but it's a, it's been a common thing. We tend to withdraw sometimes, especially yeah. when it gets tough. And as Christians, that's the last time we should withdraw. I agree. Which kind of leads us into point number five, which is we are losing interest in the gathered church. Right. You know, I mean, the more time, um, I know, I know, during COVID, it was a great thing to have, which was, you know. Uh, church online and all that kind of stuff. And, and I have to say, you know, Pastor Tom, um, he has been pushing people to get out from behind their computer screen right. and get your rear ends to church because right. there's nothing better than being in the church and relational and building that conversation, building that community and, and really thriving in that area. So, I mean, he's been challenging people. Right. If you're sitting behind that screen and you and you can come to church, you should be coming to church, you right. know, so... By, by having the phones and the, the technology that we currently have in this internet age that we're in, I mean, it, it creates the opportunity to lose interest right? going to church. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, not knocking people that, that were in that high-risk group or, right. you know, yes. had, had yes. symptoms. If you can or, come to church. Right, and that's the thing. I mean, you got the flu. I, I don't particularly want, especially if your kids got the flu, because let me tell you how this works in my house. Your kid has the flu. You bring him to church, and you give it to my daughter, and then my wife gets it, and then I get it, and then four weeks later, I give it back to my daughter. It's just a, it's a pain. I, yeah. I want you to stay home at that point. Exactly. But <laughs> but it's the people that are sitting at home using it as an excuse. Exactly. <sighs> well, I just got whatever whatever you just got. If it's mm-hmm. not a legitimate reason, right? Then get your butt off the couch. <laughs> Go to church. I, my clothes are all dirty. Right. My wife didn't do my laundry. Go to church. Go to church. So, and that's the thing. I mean, (laughs) so yeah, number six, we are growing careless with our words. 
Man, mm. with this one, it's so easy to, when you text something, you don't have any oh, emotion yeah. behind it. You don't have any feeling behind it. You don't have any sarcasm behind right. it. You don't, it's, it's just this one bloop, words and it's, you know, we're careless with those. We will, we will throw out profanities. We'll throw out whatever via text message that we would never say face to face. Oh, and there's you know? people out there that are waiting to pounce on you when you do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. Well, I mean, and that feeds into cancel culture. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter what you say. I mean, because there's the other side of it, where you can say something that should should be harmless, but it's easy to read into because there's no emotion, there's no inflection, there's you know, there's no anything behind it. It's just words. And so it's super easy for people to stand up and be like, well, you said this. Well, that's not what I meant. It doesn't matter. So for this one, um, uh, Proverbs tw uh, seventeen twenty seven. whoever restrains his words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. And so, I mean, just coming back to that, I mean, right. we are careless with what we say and how we say it because we're not face-to-face -face anymore. We're not, you know, we're not enjoying the embodiment of the, of the body of Christ. You know, we are not communicating and in relationship with one another. So therefore our words are just careless. Well, right? when you, when you think about it, when, when we were in high school, you know, right. If you came out and said something like that to a guy in school, you get punched in the face. Right. right. Exactly. You know? There'll be a whole group the internet, of people around you. Don't you. Have to. you don't have to, you can say whatever you want to say behind that screen. Anytime yeah. you want to say, and it. then delete it. If it doesn't get the right result. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You know, my daughter's two and a half, and she works a cell phone or a tablet as well as we do. Right. Very rarely does she bring it to me because there's an issue. It's intuitive to her. It's easy to, for that to translate to kids. But as we, as those kids get older, it's going to be more and more ingrained. Like, I remember when we got our first home computer, mm -hmm. I was like eight, and it was a, a hand-me-down model that we got from a family, you know, an aunt that worked in an office, and they got rid of it or whatever. Like, it had a snake game. And Minesweeper, and it was the coolest thing oh, ever. Minesweep was awesome. Right, so um, play that for hours. That right. and the Oregon Trail. I've never done that one. We didn't Ooh. have a video card strong enough to do Oregon Trail. Oh, we bummer. had to upgrade our computer later. They have Oregon Trail card game now. It's fun. Oh yeah, you still die dysentery. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's. But the thing is, with kids growing up, you've got um, crazy stuff. I one of the things that I read was eighty percent of kids check their phone. Every five minutes, hmm. every five minutes. Wow. You know, and I think, I think about all of what cell phones bring and, uh, you think about last year, if we weren't in the cellular world, you know, if we, if everybody right. didn't have cell phones, didn't have tablets, um, I think as a society, it would have been a lot more difficult to get through. Right. Um, so it's just like everything, right? You can use it for good or you can use it for bad. Right. Yeah. And I think our job as Christians is to help each other use it for good. Be be the allies right. that you guys talk about all exactly. the time right. yeah. and help each other use it for good. Right. That's kind of what I was going to try to tie all this into is uh, you know, for men, I mean, we talked about friendships for men, you know, they were affected by uh, World War 1 when guys went to the war and then they came back and they were competing for the same jobs and things like that. We've lost that brotherhood is what we've done. Right. And so, I mean, the more we behold something, the more we ignore our finiteness, the more we try to multitask, the more we try to um, forget the joy of embodiment, the more we don't go to church, the more we grow careless with our words, the less relationship that we have with other men and without relationship with men 
we want to behold our phones more. We want to look at that woman on our phone because we don't have that close friend that we're talking to on a daily basis or a weekly, very, very weekly basis, you know, where you have those conversations with the guys in your life. That's where all of this goes to, you know, I mean, we take it to that next level because we aren't monitoring ourselves through it. Thanks for joining us today on Salt and Rock. If you liked what you heard, feel free to reach out to us at saltplusrock at gmail.com. That's all letters, S-A-L-T-P-L-U-S-R-O-C-K at gmail.com. If you'd like to become a contributor to Salt Plus Rock, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com slash saltplusrock. Once again, all letters, S-A-L-T-P-L-U-S-R-O-C-K, where you can give a contribution as small as $5. Hey, every little bit helps.